Hello and welcome to Dear Luke, a Melbourne Demons fan podcast. Neats, there's no better time to be back in Melbourne. According to SEN, our team has no weaknesses at all, even though we've only beaten one team currently in the eight. Uh, what did you think of the Dogs game? Yeah, so you know, it wasn't a great game just in terms of overall quality. Like I thought that there was, it was very contested, but I thought that there were quite a lot of turnovers from both teams. Um, I didn't think our kicking was was really on that that much, to be honest. And our slick ball movement from the Adelaide game didn't really seem to be that apparent. That being said, you know, we weren't playing our best game, and yet we still managed to win by a lazy odd 50 points. So that's a pretty good, uh, yeah. pretty good outcome. It's like what a Hawthorne supporter must feel. Uh, kind of exactly, slightly yeah, underwhelmed. Like, oh, but... It wasn't that good. It was a bit of a contested scrap. But hey, we won by a casual 50 points. So I guess it was a good game in the end, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, you I think... There were a few sort of forward entries which I thought were a little bit off. And um, I just thought that, you know, there were some very easy goals that just went begging and things like that. Yeah, some of our kicking into the forward line wasn't great. We were trying to play kind of Hollywood football. Um, but I thought our defence just was exceptional, and in fairness, exceptional. against possibly the worst forward line in the AFL. But um, they just they just looked so seamless together, didn't they? Even with Lever dropping out. Oh, they were excellent, and you know, especially Neville Jeddah. I mean, honestly, just give him an All Australian this year. You know, he's been deserving of it for the past you know four years or so. But Lord Nev deserves deserves an All Australian jumper more than most. Isn't he out of contract at the end of this year? Yeah, which I didn't really realise until I um, think I read it on Demonland or something to that effect. But, yeah, I don't know why we haven't signed him up um, more urgently. He's close to our most important defender. He might be our most important defender because he... Oh, he very well could be. Yeah, he takes the best small every week. He's creative. Yeah. He just doesn't make mistakes. He outmarks everyone. He keeps his feet. He's, he's just a superstar. He's amazing. Yeah. So, look, I mean, I think we, we won without playing particularly well and that's six in a row now um it's extraordinary and all of those wins very easy wins sorry all of those wins very easy wins yeah absolutely and i think for nathan jones's 250th i mean that was beautiful and oh i nearly cried i have to say at the end watching him in the circle with his two kids it was so sweet what a beautiful beautiful moment yeah that was fantastic and he played very well again continuing a really good season he did, he did. So there was a lot of um, positives coming out of that game. Unfortunately, the glaring negative though, Jake Lever, oh, my heart just sank. And just when we were starting to love him. So that's the first big question is, can we win a premiership without Jake Lever? Yeah, I'm not so sure. You know, he's just such a quality player. The past couple of weeks in particular, his intercepting abilities is exceptional and he uses the ball so well and he just gives us such a good structure in the back line. I mean, now, you know, the back line has taken almost like six or seven rounds to get organised and now we're going to have to go back to the drawing board and try and reorganise it. So, you know, I'm not sure. I'm less confident about that, Kieran. Well, the thing I'm still a little bit unsure of is exactly how to rate Lever's season because statistically he's doing incredibly well. I think he's like third or fourth in the AFL for intercept possessions. Um, he's very high for um, rebounding out of 50. He's got, he looks like he's had this incredible year. I'm not sure if he has. I mean, he's had a few really good weeks recently. I think it's fair to say against probably some of the weakest forward lines we're going to come up against all year. Oh, I disagree with that. You know, I really think that, I mean, yeah, sure, but that's because we haven't really been playing the top teams. You know, you can only sort of 
be what's in front of you. But I, I think over the past month or so, he's really, really started to impress. You know, he had a very rocky start the first couple of rounds, but I think uh, beyond that, he's he's really started to to find his feet, and that's why it's incredibly sad. And I suppose. You know, it's also just the fact that will he be back by round one next year? We're not sure. You know, will it take yep. until mid-year next year to get back? I mean, that's the problem with an ACL around this time of year is that it really could, you know, harp like, you know, sort of um, impact on next year's season as well. That's right. That's right. But look, he's very young and Gorn had, was it three knee reconstructions? Seven. He's had like seven operations on his knees. Right. Um, so I'm not so worried about Lever's future. And I think he's a very good player. I'm just not convinced that with him out, uh, hopes are done with. Because, look, I think Lever's a very, very useful player, but he's essentially playing a role that's not hugely dissimilar to players like Lewis and Hibbert, in that he's... Well, no, his his role is as an intercept kind of zone-off player. It is very much a zone defence. And I would say Jeddah and Oscar McDonald seem to be the players that do more of the lockdown stuff. Like if, yeah, I agree. I mean, he's not a one-on-one player. That's fine. But I think he still always gets a fist in. He's still, you know, that intercepting ability is, is really important. And he's been, he's been putting good pressure on. And also, he's just an excellent user, isn't he? I mean, Oscar McDonald I mean, has really come along. But I just don't think he's the same user that Jake Lever is. Well, yeah, I agree with that. Although I think Oscar McDonald's a little bit underrated in his ball use. I think he's gotten a lot better. I mean, he hasn't really made many mistakes this year. Um, with his kicking. No, he actually hasn't had, had many sort of clangers. But, you know, I just think that Drake Lever's talent and quality is something not to be sneezed at, Kieran. And I think that, you know, oh, it will be really difficult to, repl- to replace. There's no sneezing. And, well, thanks for that insight. It's going to be difficult to replace. I agree. But my point is, I still think we can win a premiership without him. I think we can... Because the thing that's interesting about this year is it's not really a year of that many dominant key forwards. I mean, it's pretty much halfway through the season. Ben Brown's leading the Coleman on 35. Um, yeah. Darling is like on 30. Like it's not really a year where you have these key forwards destroying oppositions. And I think if we can really make sure um, Oscar manages to nail his matchup and then have all these other players drifting off, I mean, you know, obviously Lever would be make it better, but maybe we could do a bit of a Bulldogs kind of deal and have all these kind of medium-sized defenders like Hamling and Fletcher Roberts and all that kind of do enough of a job. I'm still optimistic. Well, who do you? Well, let's turn to that issue then. Who do you think replaces Lever? Yeah, who's our Fletcher Roberts? Um, I think we should start with Frost because <laughs> <laughs> that's a vote of confidence. Um, because though he does I some, we should start with him. Though, though he <laughs> does some stupid things, he's the player that's most likely going to be in the team. I think when we play, say, West Coast. And if we're going to win the premiership, we're going to have to beat West Coast, I would imagine, at some point. I agree with that. But, okay, let's just think for next week in particular, right, right. where there's not sort of a big key forward except for sort of Mason Cox. Who who do you think – do you think they bring in Frost or do you think they bring in like a, a Wagner or a Joel Smith or, you know? I actually wouldn't mind seeing Joel Smith in the back line. I feel like he's, he's such a good mark that potentially he could sort of take on that lever role. Exactly. And he looks exactly like Jeremy Howe. Um, yeah, he really does, doesn't he? So bringing him in is perfect in the same game. Jeremy Howe's coming back. Yeah, I, I think it's worth, worth uh, giving him a go. I, I imagine they will play him. They do love Wagner, so if they can find a way. I know, they'll find a way to put him in the team. I just loved Joel Smith in that first. I'll never forget that first um, JLT game we saw him in. He was just awesome. You think you'll never forget it? 
50 years from now. Sorry? 50 years from now, you'll never forget Joel Smith. Oh, Lord. <laughs> I didn't think his family would never when forget Joel that. Smith, Joel Smith was awesome. Yeah, no, I had a lot of faith in Joel Smith. So look, I mean, he's definitely an option. Sam Frost, I'm just not sure if he's really a, a suitable replacement in many ways. <laughs> look, I did set, suggest last year on the podcast that he was the next Alex Rance, which um, hasn't quite... Do you think that was an early crow? Look, it hasn't quite panned out, but um, he hasn't been given opportunities, I suppose. <laughs> That's it. Well, you know, it'll be interesting. It'll be interesting to see how their structure changes and, and whether or not, you know, maybe they'll make Oscar the interceptor. I don't know. Well, but Oscar's just got his role really down pat, and I don't think we want to mess know, with that. he's nailing the lockdown role. Yeah. I think you play Oscar on Mason Cox. I, think, I still think you want a little bit of height because, you know, when they rest Grundy forward, I don't think you necessarily want Gorn to have to play too deep. I imagine Collingwood will try and stretch us for height. Yeah. Um, I would I would still consider Frost, but if not Frost, yeah, Joel Smith. Uh, there's been some talk and of Tom Pedersen. McDonald, the key is Tom McDonald is not going back to the back line. He can never go back to the back line. He's a permanent forward now. Oh, I agree. He's a vastly better forward than defender. Um, and how good was it that he signed up four years? Very exciting. Very exciting. It was, yeah, it was, it was, Made my day, actually. Um, it was sort of came out of nowhere. I mean, I think he'd always sort of indicated he was going to stay at Melbourne, hadn't he? He did, he did. But he's a smart guy, and you never know. He would have gotten a lot more money, you imagine, on the open market. Um, my favourite thing about all this is um, that video on AFL.com, which I'm sure you watch, which is, would you pick Tom Lynch or Tom McDonald uh, if yeah, you were recruiting a player? That. I love and it's Tom Lynch from, from, from Gold, Gold Coast. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. How far he's come. He's in the same he's conversation as Tom Lynch from... Yeah. Um, but I feel like part of the way they were talking about him was was probably a bit harsh because it was kind of like a you know oh he's more of a bargain you know it's sort of it's like sort of that discussion which is like would you rather go out to a really fancy restaurant and spend five hundred dollars <laughs> on a meal or would you rather or cheap eats Asian yeah sorry or a cheap eats Asian in Footscray exactly, or something yeah. the same level of satisfaction exactly that's sort of, I feel like that was sort of the patronizing. Uh, condescending uh, theme of that video. So I'm not sure if I, I loved it the, the way that you did, Kiz. That's a great point. Um, okay, so one more big question for you, Nates. Um, could Jesse Hogan win the brand? Yeah, he's a star, honestly. So Chris Jabb thinks he's like the form player of the competition, and, and I completely agree. He's just – he's a freak. He's amazing. I mean, I you sort of look at his numbers and what he's averaging around three goals a game – getting like 20-odd possessions. He is in – and every one of those possessions is not – you know, none of these are like these cheapy kind of um, nonsense possessions. Every one of these possessions counts. He's one of the best field kicks in the competition. His goal kicking is completely um, accurate. He's just he's just a star. He's got, to, he's got to have a shot. I mean, I can't remember a key forward winning the Brownlow. It can't have happened for a long time. Um, but someone like him, he's playing a bit like Richo did when he was, he was third in the Brownlow. He's just – all over the ground, just a really all dominant player. Yeah, absolutely. And you know what? It's it's. I, I really think he'll take votes off. So, I mean, right now, you know, we think that our main, highest vote getter would be someone like Gorn. I mean, I'd say that Jesse would probably be pipping Gorn about right now. Look, I still slightly agree, disagree. I mean, kind of Hogan's the buzz at this week or so, but I think Gorn has consistently every game been in our top three players. No, of course. Um, so I'd say he's slightly ahead, but you're right. I mean, Hogan's been been brilliant. Um, you can't he's, critique he's a season. A lot of rebounds. I mean, I think I'm not sure where Oliver is in terms of that. I, I don't mm. think he's, his season's obviously been really good, but no, I, I would I'd be surprised if he would be 
um, above Hogan and 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 Gorn in terms of votes. Well, I think the thing is because our team is playing so well this this season, a lot of Oliver's inside work maybe isn't getting the external credit it could. That's true. Because when you when you're dominating by so slick. right when you're dominating by seventy points, you're thinking more about who's kicking five goals. You're not thinking as much about the twenty small handballs, which are crucial but don't get the same credit. I don't know. Of course, of course. No, I agree with that. Um, so, Neitz, once again, very difficult award this week. The Rowan Bale Award for Most Underrated Performance. Well, you know, one thing that I have been frustrated about uh, is the constant sort of um, vocal talk about how underrated Neville Jetta is. Neville Jetta is the most rated underrated player <laughs> I've ever encountered. And the yeah. amount of times he's like Nick Smith. I listen yeah. to... Sorry? He's like Nick yeah, Smith. he's the Nick Smith, exactly. It's all these, like dour small defenders who are just the perennially talked about underrated players yeah. and you're like yes we know that you're the go-to like person whatever everyone wants to be like and you know who doesn't get the kudos they deserve <laughs> Neville Jetta or Nick Smith yeah he could win the Brandler and people would still call him underrated yeah oh it's so frustrating so look the problem is this I think everyone was rated last week I don't think anybody ha- I don't think people have been really having a, a non-rated week this week I agree. The um the award wasn't really constructed for these times, these times of abundance. No. Yeah. Exactly. We're having an existential crisis. <laughs> Maybe we should think about um, disbanding the award. Exactly, exactly. When everybody's like rated so sort of significantly every single week, what do we do? Now, all we need is a loss and then the award makes sense again. Because right now everyone is rated like Oscar. Oscar's a classic winner of the award. But he's being rated. I mean, who could not be yeah, rating he Oscar McDonald? Yeah, all the sort of staples of being totally rated. Can I just say one thing, though, which I, I know has been sufficiently rated, but on the weekend, it just blew my mind. Jake Melksham's kicking, his mm. field kicking, it's just, it's exquisite. It it's really a thing is. of beauty, isn't it? Yeah. He's just, it's a thing of beauty. And you think about it in the context, if he could barely walk on his ankle, let alone run, and it was as if his ankle was going to fall off. And that kick to Gus into the centre of the ground, Gus kicks to Hogan, they set up a goal. Unbelievable. Oh, it's glorious. He's one of the best players in the competition to watch. I mean, you pay your money to see the Franklins, Riolis, and the Milkshakes. Yeah, you do, exactly. <laughs> he's also a lot better when he's got a bit of an ankle injury than you are, Kieran. Loping <laughs> around on the couch. I have been hobbling weeks. for the last four weeks, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, okay, Nitz, turning to this week's game, which is the biggest game of the year, the game I'll miss by one day when I fly back to Washington, D.C. I don't know why you did that. That was a silly scheduling decision on your part. It's it's outrageous. Um, but let's talk about it. Firstly, who are ins and outs? We know one big out in Lever. Yeah. So I think they're going to bring in Sam Frost because that does make the most amount of sense. Um, I disagree. I, I, I would, I'm going to put money on the fact they'll bring in Smith. Um and the reason I, I, I say that is because Ben Guthrie seems to have some inside mail at the club, and every time he picks some random player to come in, they always come in. You love Ben Guthrie. He just, oh, he's a quality journalist. He's got to be at the four. He's got to be Walkley level. Walkley um, level. <laughs> that man. Coverage of Melbourne ins and outs. I don't know what he does. He, he picked Spargo. He picked Fritch. He picked all these random ins. Um, he reckons they, they're into Joel Smith, and I reckon that's what they'll do. Well, if I'd be happy if they brought in Joel Smith, but I, I thought that they would just go with Smith Frost first just because he's the sort of natural, obvious replacement. But, right. but you're right, actually, because Joel Smith was an emergency last week as well. Yeah. Um, so so you're right. So one of Frost or Smith. What do you think about Ped? I mean, look, the poor Ped. Oh, he got yeah. six goals two weeks ago. He didn't play yeah. in Adelaide. Then he got four four goals last week. I mean, the, he's doing all he can do. 
Where exactly would he play, Kieran? Look, I will say, Tim Smith got a bit injured and also had a very quiet game. So it wouldn't be a shock. I mean, he, it's like his neck was like broken or something. He well, if his neck's broken, he shouldn't be playing. Let's take a precautionary approach with Tim Smith. I don't oh, want to risk his Kieran, future. Kieran. They are not going to get rid of Tim Smith. Tim Smith has actually been great. He, do you agree he had a quiet game? Yeah, because I think he couldn't move his neck. Well, okay. Well, you've got to be careful with these things. Um, okay, so fine. Maybe maybe Ped gets a go. Ped did get concussed at the end of the game in fairness, which is maybe a reason not to play him as well. Um, well I'm sure. I'm glad, not, not, I'm glad to see you, you've got an uh, equal approach to enforcing the precautionary <laughs> principle that you spoke of there. Um, milkshakes with the ankle. You just never know. A little right? bit nervous, but I think you'll get up. If Milkshakes is out, I guess you'd maybe give someone like a Gala a chance. Queen's Birthday is the kind of yeah. game. It's nice to have a player like him in. I mean, look, I, I, I'd be surprised if Milkshakes is out. Didn't Ben, ben Guffrey never indicated that Milkshakes was going to be out? No, no, that's true. That's true. That's a kiss of death for Gala's chances. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> um, I don't think anyone else is really beating down the door. I mean, you have your Stretchers and your Tysons and your Balics and all that. but I'd be surprised if they play any of them. I, you know, I think they'll just basically make the change for Lever and that's about it. Okay. Um, do we win this game? I have to admit, I'm, I've got a feeling we're going to lose. And I know I'm often quite pessimistic, but I, feel, I don't feel good about this game. Yeah. See, I'm a little bit on the fence about this one. You know, I think Collingwood, I think, match up really well against us. They've got a really good midfield. Um, their midfield is very quick. Yeah. Uh, they've got a lot of confidence up. Even, you know, their forward line is still a little bit, I think, a little bit of a, you know, unknown proposition so maybe Dugowie will kick some goals maybe he'll have a quiet game who knows Uh, but it does sort of make me a little bit nervous this game well in a way our defense is well suited to playing them because they've got Hoskin Elliott um, they've got Dugowie they've got Stevenson they've got all these kind of medium-sized players right and then Mason Cox I think Oscar should do okay on him but I don't know. Given how well they played against us at the end of last year, given the form Grundy's in, uh, I'm just a, I don't a little bit nervous. Like we should win. Yeah, I, I think so. It would I wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if there was an upset at all. To be honest, I mean, I think you know all you all that needs to happen is the midfield um, gets dominated in the way that, to be honest, it did against the Dogs. You know, we mm. were really lucky. I think in that Dogs game that. You know, the Dogs don't really have a proper functioning forward line because otherwise, if they did have a proper functioning forward line, that could have been a little bit more of a disaster than it was in the first quarter. Yeah. Do you think we should tag someone like um, Sidebottom, potentially? He's carved us up before. Yeah, he absolutely does. And he's in in awesome form. So, you know, uh, I don't necessarily know if we want to tag him, though. You know, I mean, I think... Maybe, you know, just a head-to-head battle. I mean, we really, we, if we really are the contested warriors we think we are, we should be able to beat this, this, um, you know, this team, on the at least on the inside. Right, right, right. Yeah. No, look, any rational assessment, I think, is that we do win. I think we've got too much quality. Our forward line should have too much quality for their defence. Right, exactly, exactly. I mean, Jeremy Howe's playing really well, but, yep. you know, he's going to have his hands full with Tom McDonald, Jesse Hogan, you know, and then, like, even, like, Nibbler and, and Spargo and all of them sort of popping up. And Melksham is just in career best form. Yeah. Okay, look, I'm going to tip that we're going to lose by 20 points, but that's just fatalistic. We should win. What do you think? You know, I'm probably – I really think this is a 50-50 game. I, I don't think it's an absolute certainty by any stretch. I think, I think we'll win by around 10 points. Okay. Well, who, do you, who do you think best on ground would be in the Neil Danaher game? I think best on ground will be um, someone really annoying like Dugowie. 
Yeah. I despised Goey. He has a smug look on his face. Why do you hate to Goey so much? Oh, he just has that smug look about him. Um, but yeah, that, that's my tip. You? Uh, I'm going to go with Angus Brayshaw. Okay, you're a lover boy. Look, no. he, he got a lot of possessions, but he had like 12 clangers last week. Yeah, he had a couple of clangers. It was interesting that he only got one. So, you know, usually when you're getting 39 disposals, you get more than one. You'd think you'd be getting more than one um, coach's vote, but, <laughs> it was, you know, 39 disposals and a goal is a pretty good game, but he only got one coach's vote, which I think was probably reflective of uh, a couple of quality, a couple of the quality of the possessions. But, you know, I think, um, yeah, I think Angus Brayshaw will get, will get the best on ground. And what an amazing game and what an amazing cause for the great Neil Danaher. Yeah, absolutely. All right, well, thank you for joining this week's special telephone link-up of Deluded. Apologies for the um, subpar audio quality. Um, Next week, we'll be back in DC to hopefully discuss a resounding win over Collingwood. Please follow us on Facebook and go Dees. Go Dees.